good for Blake Alderman because Blake covers college football recruiting for 24-7 sports, and he's going to now join us. Blake, I know there's a lot of people who go to your website who follow recruiting religiously, and this staff is now out. So I guess I'll start here. The, the, the knock on Dan Mullen was that group did not recruit well. So far from what you've seen, these guys are just the opposite, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I think whenever you have that, uh, you know, army of staffers that they call it, you know, from you know guys off the field and different people in the recruiting offices, um, I, you know, I think that that's been a big help. You know, I think whenever you see so many guys that this staff has had come into campus, and you know, I, I think that one thing, obviously, whenever you're dealing with a school like Florida, it's common, you know, in the spring and the summer to have a bunch of guys come to campus. You know, I mean, Florida is one of those schools that. You know, out-of-state guys come and visit, in-state guys, it's not very far to go, you know, get out to Florida and go check them out. Um, but I think one of the, the more telltale um, things of, you know, seeing the staff's recruiting efforts is you've seen so many of these kids, um, especially guys in the state of Florida that are taking multiple visits to Florida. I mean, there's some of these guys, you know, like a four-star defensive lineman, Derek LeBlanc, out of the Kissimmee area, or an in-state lineman like Bryce Lovett out of the Rockledge area. I mean, those guys – both a piece have made something like five, some you know five or six visits to Florida just from you know January to now. So I think whenever you're seeing some of these guys take such frequent visits, I think that uh, you know that's definitely a, a, a good sign. Um, you know, really wanting to come back and spend time with the staff, get to know them, get to know the program. Um, you know, just from talking to a lot of these guys when they visit. You know, obviously maybe my, uh, part of the guys that have visited under the old staff. You know, they really kind of sung the praises of the coaching staff and you know said that they're a lot different than the other staff. Um, you know, you have guys that, you know, say that, you know, they didn't really hear too much from the old staff, um, and that's really changed from this new staff. You know, not only is it, you know, one or two guys, you know, talking to these, these recruits from the coaching staff, whether that's an on-field coach or an off-field coach. I mean, you have three to four guys talking to these coaches, um, and, you know, even Billy Napier being the head coach, he's still very aggressive in recruiting. So I, I think that the, the, the things you see are very much night and day. Uh, it's obvious, Blake, as you look at this roster, it's in need of an upgrade in terms of talent and in needs of an upgrade in terms of numbers. Is Florida getting, you know, the, the, again, a big knock where there's no five-star guys. But Florida seems to be getting looks now from those types of players. Is, is that true? Yeah, you know, I definitely, you've seen a lot of these five-star guys. You know, a, a guy like five-star cornerback Cormani McClain has been giving Florida a heavy look. Um, another five-star like A.J. Harris, you know, they've gotten a lot of these guys, the five-star guys from IMG, to make multiple visits. So you're starting to see a lot of those five-star guys really give Florida a solid look. And, you know, whenever you're dealing with a five-star, you know, those are the guys that you really need to roll the red carpet out for or the orange carpet that the Florida staff calls it. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing them really put in the effort because those five-star guys are being recruited heavily by some of the big dogs in college football. So if you want to compete with those guys, you have to continue to recruit just as hard, if not harder. And, and I guess that's my next question, because Alabama's not going away. Georgia's not going away, and and yet Florida has to try to climb that mountain. Kentucky's been better here, you know, of late recruiting. How how big a gap is there still, Blake, between Florida and some of those premier schools in recruiting? You know, I would say that it's still a pretty big gap. You know, I think whenever you've got a lot of those teams, you know, that you mentioned that are, you know, fairly regular college football playoff teams um you, you already know you know a, you know a guy like Nick Saban you know you know that if you go to Alabama 
nine times out of ten, you're going to win a national championship before you graduate. And then Georgia's been on the come up, winning that national championship last year. They've obviously recruited really well. So I would say that there's still a pretty big gap. You know, I think that um, whenever you're dealing with those, there, you know, there's a couple schools out there whenever you are, are recruiting against them, you always kind of go, man, like this isn't going to be easy. And, you know, those are the types of schools out there, you know, the Clemson, the LSUs, those types of schools that still recruit really well. You know, you know granted, LSU hasn't, you know, really had a, a much of a playoff run outside of that national championship year, you know, as far as consistently. Um, but, you know, I, I still think there's a pretty big gap there. Um, and I think that obviously, um, you know, just continuing to look at guys in the transfer portal, um, continuing to try to build those relationships and, and bring those top tier type of guys in there. Um, you know, if you start getting, you know, one, you know, one big time recruit in there obviously gets a bunch of other big time recruits to give you even more of a look. So I think that, uh, you know, there's some foundation that needs to be built. I know that's something that Billy Napier has touched on, you know, just, you know, trying to stay patient, you know, but at the same time, knowing that it's a talent acquiring business. Um, so, you know, I, I think that Florida, if, if they continue to, um, you know, recruit as heavily as they are, um, you know, get some of these dominoes to fall, you know, that that's going to be a big help for them. But, you know, there's still some ground to make up on some of those big dogs out there in the recruiting world. Blake Alderman, our guest, covers college football recruiting for 24-7 sports. Blake, uh, as you look at the transfer portal, I'm a little bit surprised that there's not more big names in it. I mean, I, I think the, the – the, uh, thought process for Florida was get to that portal, you know, get some guys in it for immediate help. But just as looking at it today, that seems a little bare. Do you agree? Uh, It does, you know, and I think that a lot of that has to do with, you know, some of those guys, you know, there are restrictions now, you know, as far as, you know, guys in the SEC, there's a certain date to go in there, whether you have to sit a year or not. Um, so, you know, I think that that puts Florida in a handicap because if a guy, you know, let's say a guy goes in the transfer portal today, you know, uh, going to another SEC school would cause you have to wait a year. And whenever you've got all these other schools that are, you know, putting together NIL deals and giving you a chance to play early, I think that that's a handicap for, you know, some of those SEC guys to, you know, stay in that conference and, you know, go over to a different school in the SEC. Um, obviously, May 1st is another deadline for guys to enter that transfer portal in general. So I think that that's kind of changed the timeline of things with the portal i think that now you're starting to see you know postseason heading into spring ball you know maybe there's a couple guys here and there whenever spring football starts up that you know gives it a chance to see how spring goes maybe weren't feeling it and they decide to end the portal but i think the the new timeline is with these restrictions and dates put in there it seems like you know right after that season maybe sometime into the season but i think the heaviest time that you're going to see these guys go into the portal now um, is right after that season where it's you know kind of right finishing up National Signing Day, and then it's time to turn your attention to the portal. And I think with Florida, I'm surprised, you know, whenever you see Billy Napier go up and, you know, talk during those, uh, I think it was the first scrimmage to where, you know, that they felt like they needed a lot of depth, that they were going to be heavily in the portal. And, you know, there's been some guys that they've obviously recruited, but, you know, for, for a coach to go up there and say that, you know, they need to be really aggressive in the portal. I don't just, there's just, a, you know, an abundance of names that you've seen Florida really recruiting in the portal too. And I think that that has to do with a lot of, you know, obviously the SEC hindrance there where you, you know, it's hard to sit there and pitch a guy saying, man, we can eat right away, but it'll have to be next year because you have to sit. So um, I, I'm a little surprised that they haven't been more aggressive. Again, they, they have recruited some guys, but, you know, whenever you have a coach in there and says they're going to be aggressive, I just haven't really quite seen the, the aggression there so far. Last thing, I mean, May 1st is the day, Blake, when I, I mean, I, I guess a coach can say, for the most part, 
this is my roster for 2022, you know, give or take. At least there's a drop-dead date there. In your view, do you think there'll be some changes along the recruiting trail in terms of different dates when kids can go in the portal? Do you think that's going to keep changing as we go down the road here? You know, I think so. You know, I think whenever you're still trying to figure out the best way to do things, you know, even, you know, with NIL being a new thing, you know, there's not really a ton of restrictions on that right now. You know, I think that there are a lot of things that are still new in college football, not to say people transferring are a new thing, but just the abundance of guys that now have that that avenue to transfer. I think you're going to start seeing some restrictions. You know, I think it's something that the NCAA or, you know, whoever deals with that is, is really kind of tinkering things around. Um, so I would think there's going to be some changes. You just see so many changes in college football in general, and they're still, like I said, trying to get a grasp on, you know, what works best for everybody and, you know, what makes the most sense and all those types of things. So I, I could see some changes in there. Um, obviously throwing in those new dates as far as May 1st, and I believe February 1st was the one for the SEC transfer rule um, to where if you go after that, you will have to sit a year. So um, I, I think there could be some changes. You know, I, nothing that I've heard on the horizon or anything that's concrete, but – I just think that as they continue to, to kind of move and, you know, kind of move with the, with the flow of things, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some changes. Well, Blake, as always, where can people see your work? Yeah, Swamp 24-7. It's the uh, Florida Gators 24-7 sports site. Um, spring football was a really busy time for us there. Florida's coaching staff is on the, uh, on the recruiting trail right now for that spring evaluation period, so we've been keeping up with some of those stops that those coaches are at, you know, I'll be at a practice actually today and in the next couple of weeks to, you know, see some of these guys myself that Ford is targeting, you know, get some film of those guys. Um, and obviously, you know, June is that's, that's, you know, heavy official visit season. So it's going to be a busy couple months. I'm looking forward to that dead period in July. The staff's <laughs> definitely been keeping me very busy. So I'm like, you know, man, why don't you guys take a vacation or something? You know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that July dead period, but it's going to be a busy couple months as far as recruiting and, you know, Florida football, man, it just it, it never sleeps. There's always something going on. Yeah, no doubt. And as those things unwind, Blake, we'll get you back. Always appreciate your work, and thanks for doing this.